רחל בת יוסף, מתתיה בן לוי, יעקב בן בנימין, אסף בת יהודה, דינה בת מתתיה, דינה בת אהרון, אסתר בת משיח, אסתר בת אליהו, אסתר בת שמואל, ברוך השם תניחם בגן עדן, ונפלא רפואה שלמה, ואפרים בן אייה, שמואל בן רחל, דן בן אסתר, ניסן בן חנה, משה בן חנה, אסתר הדסה בת שושנה, וגיא דינה בת אסתר, יצחק בן יפה, יחזקאל בן רחל, ניסים בן דינה, חנה עולי בת תבורה, בן אריאל משיח בן רבקה, אינה רפאנה להם. So we are learning uh, about Kadesh. We started uh, the Seder. We're going to be doing the Haggadah. We started with Kiddush. So there are four cups of wine that we drink at the Seder and that we are required to drink at the Seder. We started to speak about. They, um, they parallel themselves to the four languages of redemption, mm-hmm. which are mentioned in the beginning of Parashat Ba'era when Hashem tells Moshe, I'm going to save the Jews and redeem the Jews. So Hashem says, Which means I'm going to take them out, I'm going to save them, I'm going to redeem them, and I'm going and I'm gonna take them for me as a nation. So there are four different uh, cups which are parallel to these four languages of salvation that uh, Hashem said. There is a big debate. Uh, if you want to know one of the major differences between Ashkenazim and Sfaradim in the Seder is how many times do you say the bracha Bore Priya Gefen at the Seder? We have four cups of wine. So how many times do you say Bore Priya Gefen? You can say it twice. So that's us. So yes. that, that's for the Sfaradim. We say it only twice because we say the first one still covers the second one, which is a. Uh, um, at the end of the Magid before the meal. Yeah. Once we make the meal, that's an interruption. Then, then, the meal then is an interruption. Yes, then we, have, again, we, have then we make one more bracha, only one more, which covers yes. the fourth also. Yes. But the Ashkenazim, they say Hagefen four times. They say it all four times. So, <coughs> so many times people get a hold of uh, Ashkenazi Haggadah. So one of the uh, minor differences that uh, to be aware of is the Ashkenazim say the bracha four times on all four cups of wine? We only say the uh, the bracha once. The, the but the mitzvah of having wine at the seder is so important that the the, the chachamim were so strict about it that they said afilu petachim. Even the the poorest of the poor, the poorest of the poor has to make sure that he has enough wine uh, at his table so that he is able to drink four cups of wine and have four cups of wine. Back then it was an expensive commodity sure. also. You know, we're not just uh, drinking... Yeah, Rabbi, t- uh, even today still... Uh, even what you buy. Yeah, but also... Yeah, they didn't, yeah, they didn't have... Yeah, they didn't have Concord grape for... Depends who you're drinking with. There was no Kedem. <laughs> it was giving the affordable, <laughs> affordable option. Right then, and, it was, and this was really a halakha that was for the Gabaim, who were giving tzedakah. How much tzedakah do I have to give? I have to give it, I, I even have to give enough for them to have wine for four cups at the Seder, for them to be able to make their Seder, because it's an absolute requirement. It's an absolute requirement to have this is the... a requirement to give food? The, the Gabaim, when they're giving money so to the Aniyim for the, the Seder... Make sure that yeah, there's enough you know, for yeah, the Yeah, you're not saying that this is not the basic... No, this is part of the basic requirement. So yeah, my old chitim, one of the things the that we have to be aware of. The chicken, you give also the wine. We have to be aware of. We give... Yeah, we, from my campaign. And matzah. 
Yeah, we have to do a We have to do a Ben Chaim said we have to do a Maor Chitim campaign. We're, we're doing, we're it's very important to collect for Anim for the Seder to have enough. Happy Yismanda, my dear. Be happy, be joyous. So there's a very nice story they say about um, the uh, the Rav Mebrisk, the Brisk Brisker Rav. At uh, one time, a poor person came to his door and he said, Rabbi, I have a Shayla for you, I have a question. What's your question? He says, am I allowed to use milk instead of wine for the seder? Yeah. This is his question. Can I use milk instead of... For the... For, for, for the Arba Kosot. For wow. For I think he recognized that might be a financial issue. So he realized immediately it might be a financial issue. So he goes to his wife and what? he and and he gives him $100 for the seder. So... His wife and his kids, they said to him, okay, he, four cups of wine doesn't cost a hundred dollars. Why are you giving him so much money? He's asking for and that. He's just asking. He needs the rest also. So he says, you know what I understood? He said, if he's asking for milk, for sure he doesn't have any any chicken or meat at the seder. Because he's not going to have them together. He has nothing. So I, so I, didn't, I gave him enough wine, but I gave him enough so he could buy a meal for himself also. Uh, so, so that he can enjoy the seder. Very, very nice story from the from the Rav Mibris, from the Brisker Rav. Um, so uh, now, usually this mitzvah is particularly difficult uh, nowadays. Not not specific, uh, um, and not for the poor. Usually, we're able to provide them the basic wine, kedem, or whatever. Uh, but there, there are people that the wine is very difficult for them to drink, yes. uh, particularly those who have diabetes, yes. or those or that, that it's too much sugar for them, or wine is very difficult for them. So even though you have yeah, to find, they might even have allergies. Yeah, so you have to find a way in order to uh, be able to drink the wine. Uh, you're allowed to dilute the wine with, uh, wine. Uh, with water up to 50 percent. And it's only three ounces, and you uh, and you only have to drink half of it. You don't have to drink the entire full cup every single time. But and there are there are the Star K, um, and there are other places that I can send if anybody has questions about it. That they give these kinds of guidelines of what's the best wine to use, how to dilute it with uh, with water, and drink the minimum amount in order to fulfill the mitzvah. That this is morning and morning, but it's a mitzvah that everybody has to fulfill. Everybody has to drink um, all four cups of the seder. The only type of person who is patur is if there's somebody that, if they if they drink it, they're gonna end up in the hospital, or they're gonna then, uh, then, you don't, then you don't drink. But if there's somebody that, uh, they, I don't like wine, or there's somebody that's just wine, it's, it's going to be difficult for me. I can handle it, but it's going to be very difficult for me. You still have to find a way to drink. Everybody has to find a way to drink. Um, the four cups we already mentioned, that they have to be at least a minimum three ounces yes. um, inside the cup. It's preferable to use red wine as opposed to, use, as white. Opposed to, uh, as opposed to using white wine. So you can also do the mitzvah with white wine. And it's preferable to use wine that is not mevushal. Uh, the mevushal and non-mevushal aspect of wine, everyone should makes be aware. A, yeah, makes, a makes, it, makes a very big difference. So the non-mevushal means wine that is not cooked. Yes. Meaning that it's not pasteurized it's, at a higher temperature. It's the real thing. It actually is, it actually is pasteurized. You, yeah. know, is, you can't get away with bottling and selling, uh, uh, selling liquor without pasteurizing. So it's it's, it's just it not pasteurized the at the gets, temperature. Yeah, gets, that, uh, but now they do it very well. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they do a very good job with it. Now you don't feel the difference. So the um, yain that is not mevushal is authentic. It's authentic yes. wine. That's wine as, as how it should be. And wine that is mevushal is pasteurized at a high level and is cooked. What's the difference in the kashrut world? The difference in the kashrut world is that uh, wine that is not mevushal, since it's authentic wine, we have to be conscious of it that a goy doesn't touch it yes. and that a goy doesn't move it. But if you're going to have goyim at the seder, if somebody has uh, be careful. who are serving Red you flag. or, or anything, yeah, then don't, don't bring non mevushal wine to the seder. And yeah. if, there, if, there, if there are people who are goyim who, are, who might touch the wine or who might serve it, and uh, uh, so then don't have not mevushal wine. But if a person's at a seder and we're only Jews and uh, we're, we're not going to have any worry that someone is going to, uh, uh, someone who's not Jewish is going to touch the wine, then non mevushal wine is the preferable option, the wine which is not pasteurized, meaning authentic wine, that's the preferable uh, if possible, but mevushal is also okay. A person also fulfills the mitzvah with mevushal wine. So we're uh, just going through the halachot. Mashadis have a very nice uh, minhag. That uh, somebody else pours the wine for you. Uh, I, I've seen it. I don't yeah, know if anybody else has it in their family. We actually we prepare everything yeah. on, a, on, I, I on a. I don't know if, if everybody does it. Yeah, I but thought, I thought there's like an Indian that we consider ourselves like royalty that night, so each person is. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that exists in all other communities. <coughs> I, I haven't, I haven't sure. seen it. But it's a very nice custom that um, that you don't pour the wine for yourself. Somebody oh, we, else. We prepare everything so, yeah, on, a tray, on a tray and then we go around and. Yeah, give it to that works also. But uh, they say that someone else at the table should pour the wine for you. You shouldn't pour wine for yourself. Okay. Right? Because that's. Else. Yeah, exactly. And you do for somebody All right. else. Right? Because right, that's a way of royalty. The way of royalty is, I have somebody else pour the wine for me. <laughs> royalty doesn't doesn't pour pour wine for themselves. It's not a sword. It's not prohibited or permitted. You, you, you are allowed to pour Since wine. Since you're royalty, you can have a few wives also that night. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, we're being recorded, right? <laughs> uh, okay. So we spoke a little bit about Heseba. Uh, we have to still find a way to lean, the way the the way royalty used to lean when when we On left, left. Mitzrayim, and we have to lean to the left, even if there's a person who's a lefty. People ask them nice if you're a lefty. Same thing. Yeah, Doesn't you're change. still the same. You, you still lean to the left. The only time you should lean to the left. <laughs> yeah, and now if the person, question is, do uh, we if a person lean to the right, what do happens? We, do we stand or do we do we, do we sit for the kiddush? Oh, that's a very, very yeah, big question. Everyone confused about this. Yeah, it's a very, very famous question also. In, if it's in, you want shishi, uh, you stand up. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. So, yes, that brings it. Yeah. What so, is you it? should have somebody else pour the wine for, for you. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's a bot. Okay. So, it's not only in the shadis. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you for correcting me. Thank you for wow. correcting me. Okay, it exists in other communities also. Wow. Good. Beautiful. It's a beautiful minhag. Uh, you have somebody else pour the wine for you. Okay. So should you stand or should you sit? Uh, you stand. For the. It's not Yomashishi. Yeah. So in general, when it comes to kiddush, this is a, a, an argument, a debate. In general, when it comes to kiddush, whether it's proper to stand or whether it's uh, better to sit. And during the daytime, pretty much everybody sits. Sis. 
uh, nighttime, the, the, the Pashtanim, which I mean the, the basic uh, general halachists, and uh, the one who, who actually followed it the Maaseh the most amongst the, the later rabbis was the Gaon Mivil, now was the Gra, uh, was to be careful to sit down for the Kiddush. Because right? the Kiddush is, I am establishing my meal on the Kiddush, so I should, sh- I should sit close. down. Be close, uh, to, the, the be close. Yeah, exactly. to the Kiddush. Yeah, exactly. You should sit down and be sitting. Uh, whenever we say the Kiddush. The idea of standing during the Kiddush, it comes from the Mekubalim. It comes from the Kabbalah. And the the Mekubalim say that for the nighttime Kiddush, when we say Kiddush at night, we should stand up. What's the reason we should stand up when we say the nighttime Kiddush? We say because it's a testimony. It's a testimony that we're declaring that Hashem created the world in six days and rested on the seventh day. And since we're making that testimony, and in the laws of testimony, it says that when you give a testimony, you have to stand. So therefore, we stand during the Kiddush. Though even there, there's a sort of compromise that's made. And this is what we normally do for Kiddush. When When you you drink drink it, you sit down. down. Exactly. You stand up for the Kiddush. But whenever you want to drink it, you sit down for the kiddush. So you you if stand up, chairs. you stand up for the kiddush. If there are chairs. Yeah, if there are <laughs> chairs, and then you sit down and you say the kiddush. It happens to be. Um, I know that when it comes to Pesach, Rabbi Ben Chaim specifically for Pesach, uh, as opposed to the others, Rabbi Ben Chaim's general practice is is that he sits down, sit down. on the night on of the Pesach. Night. And I think most I think most of our communities still have the same minag as during the year. Most of us we stand and then yeah, uh, yeah you stand and then you sit down because we have to lean especially for the night. You have to you have to lean so so you sit. But Rabbi Ben Chaim his his own personal minhag his, his own personal is for Pesach only he sits down. Uh, when he says the kiddush but if and is, the, and if the it's reason Friday is night you, because it's Yom Hashishi you stand up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So, I mean, for for us, I'm saying at at home, the way I remember is we always stood for the kiddush, even during the week. We stood, for, we stand for, stand for the kiddush, uh, for Pesach, and then when you finish the kiddush, you sit down and, and you lean you, on the and left. you lean and you lean on the left. You sit down and you lean on the left. If somebody didn't lean on the left, you have to drink again. <laughs> nah, nah. So we, we don't lean on the left. We just keep on drinking. <laughs> we keep on drinking. Yeah. We don't te- don't teach that to the alcoholics. Use it as a loophole. <laughs> oh, no, I leaned on the right. What do I have to do? It just happens to be just an interesting thing. Note for the class that anger even Chaim's personal. Minha uh, get the sitters to sit just because he likes to drink immediately. He likes to do the hesebat to lean immediately when he uh, finishes. He doesn't the want to waste time. Let's go for it. We're together. Everybody with their minhag is uh, is good. Okay, so we spoke about. Um, uh, there's a very interesting uh, sugya about women. Women, when it comes to leaning at the seder, they don't have to. Should, should do women have to Very good lean question. at the seder? We tell them to, to lean, but do they do they have to? Depends who's sitting next to them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the Gemara teaches us that um, the dynamic of leaning at the seder, it also has to do with who is with you at the seder, which means that we all have to be like kings. But if there is somebody else at the table who's clearly a bigger king uh, than I am, 
um, then it could be disrespectful to lean. So a student is not allowed, a student who is having a seder with his rabbi is not allowed to lean wow. at the seder unless he has permission from his rabbi. Wow. Um, so he's not allowed parents. to lean. So, the same thing it's not considered a disrespect. It wasn't considered a disrespect. But with, with the rabbi, it was considered a disrespect, and you can't do it without permission. Now, uh, what about a woman in front of her husband? Is a woman in front of her husband is she allowed to, she has to give a lot of kabot? She has to give a lot of kabot, she has to give honor. So, is she allowed to lean or is she not? So, the, so the Gemara distinguishes. The Gemara says it depends what kind of woman. Right? Is it a woman who is your average wife? Or is it a woman that she's a prominent woman? If she's a prominent woman, then she leans. If she's not a prominent woman, then she's not required to lean. Now, the, in Shulchan Aruch, uh, the Ramah writes, Ashkenazim, all of, all, of women, are all of our women are prominent. All of our women are prominent. All of our women are prominent. No distinction. <laughs> yeah. And therefore, the minhag is both amongst the Ashkenazim and amongst the Sephardim that the woman ideally lean. However, if a woman does not lean, then, then she doesn't have to go back. Yeah. She's not required to go back. Meaning, she ideally should try to lean, and just like uh, the men lean, a woman leans also. Okay? All of our women are prominent. But if she didn't lean, she fulfilled the mitzvah. The men, on the other hand, the men have to lean. If a man did not lean, he has to drink again. He has to drink again, or he has to eat the matzah again. It's the same thing with the matzah. It's not just the the matzah. matzah. If if you didn't didn't lean for the matzah, or you lean to the right one, you have to do it again. I wish everybody a wonderful day. Happiest Monday.